Hello and welcome to the brand new podcast series, The Next Paradigm of Outsourcing by Next Time, wherein we bring you insights on outsourcing from experts across various industries. The subject we will cover in today's episode is addressing IT OT conversions. Modern organizations grapple with these two worlds IT, which is the information technology, and OT, which is the operational technology. Advances in technologies such as the IoT and big data analytics are systematically allowing the two universes of IT and OT to converge. When implemented properly, IT-OT convergence can merge business processes, insights, and controls into a single uniform environment. However, with this rapidly modernizing world comes certain unprecedented risk. In this episode today of our podcast series, we will discuss the benefits and risk attached to the convergence of IT-OT, the solutions to such concerns, and many more such topics. To talk about this further, we have Mr. Andre Shori with us. Hi, Andre. Hi, it's a great pleasure to be here today. Thank you very much for inviting me on to, to the podcast. Likewise, likewise, Andre. And, and just to introduce Andre, Andre is the Regional Chief Information Security Officer at Schneider Electric, where he's responsible for leading, animating and implementing the IT and OT cybersecurity programs for the entire APAC region. With over three decades of professional experience, a SANS Master of Science in information security management and 18 major cybersecurity certification, Andre has made it his daily mission for the last three years to address Schneider Electric's cybersecurity posture for his regional ecosystem of customers, partners and employees. He also serves as an executive board member of the Singapore chapter for International Information System Security Certification Consortium and as vice president of the Association of Information Security Professional. It's pleasure to have you with us, Andrew, today. And with, with your uh, go-ahead, uh, I'll be asking you a couple of questions on the topic. Yeah, please. Looking forward to it. So, IT-OT convergence is widely talked about. What is its foundation, Andre? And how do you see this beneficial to scaling up organizations? What's your take on so, that? So, IT and OT convergence actually has been around for quite a while, um, since before 2015, right? But I think the term itself, IT-OT convergence, really came to prominence when it was uh, popularized by Carl Schwab. Uh, the WF, the World Economic Forum founder and executive chairman back in 2015. Um, It's really about uh, increasing interconnectivity and smart automation, right? So in in this converging world, your IT and OT systems will will talk to each other, increasingly talk to each other, uh, and you will have a lot more OT or you'll find a lot more OT in your environments, uh, IT environments as well. Uh, For example, um, in smart buildings, uh, energy efficient smart buildings today, um, you'll notice a lot more sensors, motion sensors, uh, light sensors, uh, temperature sensors, things like that around distributed around your building in order to give your building management system the, the sensors or intelligence it needs in order to make uh, smart decisions on how to be energy efficient in your building, right? So you're going to see all these smart systems distributed throughout your building in the same rooms as say your HR and finance uh, systems and, and, and infrastructure and colleagues. So what are the benefits? Why do this, right? Um, I think increased productivity, uh, it enables increased productivity. You get things like just-in-time manufacturing. Uh, You're definitely going to have improvements in terms of your quality control and quality assurance, Um, better insights into your inventory. Uh, Your processes are going to get smarter and more automated, right? So we're going to see a lot more automation, um, just to name a couple of advantages. Um, In short, to sum it up, I think that the the real benefit there, the major significant benefit for me is really that it helps people make and companies make more informed data-driven decisions, right? So essentially, 
you're going to be getting a, a lot more better intelligence about your operations, uh, which on the OT side, uh, specifically, it's going to help plant managers and system maintenance engineers make better decisions. Um, therefore, that's how uh, you're going to see a lot more value to your enterprise. Despite the promise of uh, higher stakeholder returns from lower operating costs, higher efficiency and synergies, there are still inherent risks that can impact the realization of benefits from IT-OT convergence. So according to you, Andre, what are the implications of poorly managing the integration of these systems? How would you analyze and treat these risks? What's your take? So, so I, I can speak to it from a cybersecurity perspective or a security perspective, right? I, I think it's important for all of us to remember that OT systems are technologies with direct impact to the physical world, right? So contrast that with IT systems where you have impact to the, the virtual world or data, right? That's where you see a lot of the impact. But for OT systems, the impact is gen it's primarily in the physical world. It's a physical impact, right? Um, when we talk about automation, for example, we, 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 what we mean is that there's a computer controlling machines, right? So with convergence, you're going to see um, a lot more computers controlling, uh, having more control over machines. And keep in mind that computers have been vulnerable to cyber attacks since the 1970s, right? Since they were invented. I think that's, that's just gone hand in hand. Um, in industrial environments, it's also important to remember that the top priority is always going to be safety. Right, industrial industrial control systems or industrial environments, smart factories, wherever it is, it's always about safety. Availability is a very, a very close second, um, but the number one priority has has to be safety because the impact is always going to be physical. So I think what what there's a gap. So so what is still not well understood and planned for in, in many environments today or OT environments today are electronic attacks um, stemming from threat actors with nefarious plans. Right. And there's many examples of such attacks. So in 2014, for example, a German steel mill was attacked. Um, in 2019, uh, the Triconic tri safety system for an oil refinery, a major oil, oil uh, refinery was attacked as well and compromised. Um, thankfully, that was, was mitigated in time, but that, that, that attack actually impacted Schneider systems or Schneider produced safety systems. Um, Last year, the Port of London was hit with with an attack uh, that had physical implementations uh, implications rather. Um, think about Ukraine's power grid, which has been repeatedly under attack as part of the the conflict that's going on in, in uh, Eastern Europe today. Right. Um, other examples: there was an oil tanking group last year, or that was hit, and they were forced to reroute their oil. Right now. I'm not saying that every single one of these attacks was targeted at OT environments. In fact, in, in a way, it's 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 interesting to note that many of these attacks are kind of uh, uh, peripheral, right? Or the, the impact is 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 was not specifically targeted at OT environments. Um, a lot of these attacks, for example, are ransomware, and um, the the Colonial Pipeline uh, was a ransomware attack uh, that that uh, resulted in uh, oil shortage or, or uh, a major outage in the U.S. last year. So. Many of these attacks are, are, are not specifically targeted at OT systems, but there is a disturbing trend. There are a growing number of attacks which are really actually specifically crafted uh, for OT environments. Um, I think it's it's important to also consider that when we talk about, about uh, industrial environments, right, we're also talking about critical infrastructure for many countries. So your, your energy supply, your, your clean water systems, your, your traffic systems, um, 
the shipping logistics, how you move your goods and service, uh, your goods around the country, your your uh, airports, um, your food packaging. Now, Australia is considered food packaging to be critical infrastructure as well, because if you don't have access to clean water and clean food and clean air, um, you know that's pretty detrimental. <laughs> so if we if we don't secure these systems. Um, then malicious parties can have catastrophic, can cause catastrophic failures in these environments, uh, which obviously have mass, massive detrimental impact to society. Um, and and I think that we need to keep in mind that you have to approach OT environments differently, right? You can apply traditional IT defenses because it, it's it's a physical environment, right? I mean, that's like putting a car bumper in an airplane. <laughs> you know, it works well for vehicles in general, but but airplanes have different risks compared to cars. OT environments, as I said, they prioritize safety and availability. So I think another way to think about it is your HR system, if it's compromised, um, you're going to have data loss, but it's not likely to kill you. But machines in the OT environment might if somebody turns off their safety control systems. What standards of cybersecurity should govern the implementation of IT and OT convergence under? So there's there's lots of there's several standards. I won't say there's lots. There's actually just a handful, but there's several standards and frameworks out there, including you know the famous IEC 62443. Right. But the one my favorite current go-to one is is the U.S. government agency is called CISA. They have guidelines they publish on how to secure industrial control systems, and also measure cybersecurity performance goals. So that's why I like this one because not only does it tell you how to what you need to do in order to secure an, an uh, ICS environment, but it also tells you, it gives you metrics, and, and that's really, really useful. I, I don't think there's 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 any particular framework where I would say that governs your cybersecurity program, right? Because these are all just just frameworks and guidelines and, and, and a way for you to have like a uniform uh, language that everyone speaks and orients themselves around. But really the governance of a cybersecurity program can never shift away from the owner of the, of the environment. But but again, my favorite one is today is still the CISA one because I like that it addresses and it, it also addresses both the OT and the IT systems as well and how they talk to each other. So so that's why I really like that one. Andre, do you envision OT capability being handled as a managed services? And does India have the potential of to be led by example in that space? What's your take? I think it's possible. Okay. It, it's definitely possible, but Given the risk, I think this, uh, any service provider has to have sufficient knowledge about the OT environment that they've been asked to protect. They have to have a deep level of knowledge over it, and they have to have a high level of control over how these systems are designed, right? Because every OT environment is configured differently. There's, there's, it's, it's not a one size fits all. If you think about a manufacturing plant, you know, every production line has a different purpose. It's designed a little bit differently. And uh, so, you need to have, if you're going to protect something, you need to have a deep understanding of exactly what that environment, what its, what its purpose is and what it's supposed to do, right? And where and how is it configured and where's where, where are the safety systems? But there are some underlying baselines, right? Um, such as those outlined uh, in the U.S. government guidelines I mentioned earlier and 6443 as well. I mean, those will give you a good head start, right? As I said, th those are great frameworks to orient yourselves around and everyone speak the common language and, and, and have common goals and, and philosophies and ideals. Um, but nothing's gonna beat that in-depth knowledge of, of your environment. So be sure that you, as the owner, fully understand and are instrumental in the designs of your, cyber, of your security program. And your if you're gonna outsource any of that, if you're gonna delegate your security operations to someone else, make sure that they understand it as well. Um, keep in mind, you can, you can delegate away the, the responsibility 
or rather the, the, the operation of it, but you can never delegate away your responsibility as the owner of those systems. The risk is still yours. So you have to manage that risk. But, but I think like you mentioned India, so I think India, like, like any, any, any other country out there, you have the same opportunities to be a world leader in the OT cybersecurity space. Uh, I love India because you are already a highly technical and capable uh, workforce uh, as, an, as a nation, right? And you're already intimately familiar with, with outsourcing models because there's been a long history of outsourcing uh, in India. I, I could see India becoming a focal point for say an OT-oriented uh, security operations center, for example. Um, and, and I also re recognize there's a lot of manufacturing that takes place in India as well. So there's lots of people that have a deep understanding. They have the, the technical capability and, and the expertise uh, to make sense of uh, an OT, uh, OT environment, right? So I believe that it's a short hop to really develop some strong OT cybersecurity expertise um, in India itself. Um, but India still has a little bit of catching up to do. Like for example, one gap I see is that in the regulatory space, you currently today don't really have a, a, a strong critical infrastructure act per se, right? Because it's still kind of lumped together with your information technology act from, from many, many decades ago. And I think that um, there needs to be uh, a focus in terms of modernization, uh, particularly via segmentation into, you split the, the OT and IT topics uh, apart and then work with industry, work with industry partners like Schneider Electric, um, uh, like like uh, manufacturing plant owners and site owners, people, practitioners to help craft out um, regulations specific to OT, right? That's gonna bring uh, OT and um, CIIO's uh, operators, uh, critical infrastructure operators attention to the right place. Um, so the Indian government still needs to do a little bit of work in that space. I know there's a draft, uh, a revised draft that's now up for in parliament in terms of uh, revising the digital uh, digital act. Uh, but but is it is it OT focused? Not really. Um, I think that maybe India would benefit from that, and that would definitely help. I think I would feel more comfortable if I was going to outsource, you know, more of my say OT cyber operations to India if I knew that it was a heavily regulated environment and it had the right level of uh, people, process, and technologies out there. We'd like to hear your views on the sustenance and growth factors of IT and OT convergence. I think people really need to accept that it's 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 here to stay. OTIT convergence is you can't put the genie back into the bottle. There's just too many well-known and documented advantages in Industry 4.0. And you just have to accept that your IT and OT environments are going to be talking to each other a lot more in the future, right? But we have to make sure that we're being responsible, of course, and we're proceeding in a safe and secure manner. Um, but you just have to accept the reality is that, you know, the, the, the myth of the air gap and, and having your IT and OT environments completely segmented from each other, um, they're not. They're not segmented today. They do talk to each other because that's just part of your, your business strategy and that's just part of modernization and then competitive advantage that your, your enterprise needs to have in order to stay relevant. So, you know, I think um, security practitioners just have to accept that. Um, we, we also need to, to prepare for this better. Um, for example, one thing that we can do is we need to teach our, our engineers and engineers of both IT and OT, something called security design engineering, right? So security design engineering, the, 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 the nexus of it, the crutch of it is in everything that you design and everything that you engineer, you must incorporate security, right? And I'm talking both 
both uh, physical security as well as technological security, right? Uh, virtual security or, or IT or OT security or right? data security. But the the virtual side. So the even if you're designing a bridge, you have to you have to think about you know. Nowadays, there's lots of sensors built built into that bridge that monitor things on that bridge. You need to start thinking about building security and um, not just in terms of keeping people away from your your control rooms and things like that by locking your doors, but you also need to make sure that they can't break in through you know Wi-Fi through through virtual means, right? So all that has to be engineered in from day one in order to make it sustainable and and maintainable um, because OT environments, they last for for decades. You you need to build it in from day one. Trying to to retroactively implement it later on is is very, very tricky and very difficult. I also think that, um, you know, my advice to, to fellow CISOs and practitioners out there all of us are slowly coming to that realization, but for those that haven't caught up yet, you know, wake, wake up to the fact that uh, OT, OT environments are now in scope. Um, even if you're running a software company, right? The building you're sitting in, um, that that has that's going to have some aspect of OT in there, right? So it's going to be in scope for you. It's going to be in scope for you. I mean, uh, all our computers run on energy and electricity, so that's, that's already in scope for us. Uh, has always been for a long time, but but we need to take more active management and and addressing security concerns related to the operations of our environments. Um, you need to incorporate OT as part of your cybersecurity program. Right. Uh, either build up a, a second pillar, or or uh, or just just have it under the same umbrella and and just just start to train yourself on OT. Right. Understand OT related risks. Build up the OT capabilities within your cybersecurity teams, and um, and prepare. You know the OT flood. It's coming, guys. It's coming, and it's already raining today. So be ready. Thank you, Andre, for a very informative conversation on addressing IT-OT convergence. I'm sure that all our listeners must have benefited from these insights. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. If you have any questions or have any suggestions for future topics, please write to us at thinknext at the Thank you, everybody. You have all a great day ahead. Thank you. Bye-bye.